You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Monday, March 6th. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. The new interim superintendent for the Sitka School District is not yet known. The Sitka School Board on Thursday evening spent about a half hour interviewing each of the two applicants for the interim job, former Sitka Superintendent Steve Bradshaw and current Iditarod Area Superintendent Helen Cheek. Following the interviews, after nearly two hours of private discussion, the school board appointed neither. Two members of the board left midway through the executive session, and a third, attending via teleconference from out of town, had to catch a flight. Returning to regular session shortly before 9 p.m., Board President Blossom Teal Olson asked to table the appointment of an interim superintendent until a special meeting as soon as possible. That meeting was initially scheduled for Saturday, March 4th, but was postponed shortly after it was announced, to a date likely after spring break. By way of explanation, member Tristan Gavon said that the board wanted to have all members present for deliberation and a vote on the appointment. Current SICA Superintendent Frank Hauser has submitted his resignation effective June 30th. An interim superintendent is expected to take over on July 1st. Workers in Sitka's after-school child care program will see a boost in wages beginning this summer. The Sitka School Board on Wednesday unanimously approved an adjusted pay scale for both summer aides and part-time aides who work during the school year. A working mom whose daughter attends the program told the board that sustaining the Ventures program was about more than convenience. Hello, uh, my name is Alicia Hassettine. Uh I am here in support of increasing the wages for Ventures. Um, I also have a six-year-old daughter here that um, was very intent on coming because she loves the staff. Uh, on top of that, um, I think we all know the child care situation in the nation, especially in Sitka, is pretty unique. And I am the director of rehab services at Surge. And if I don't have child care services, it does not only affect me, but a lot of this community. So. I hope you guys um, support this as well. Thank you. Under the newly adopted pay scale, base pay for summer child care aides, typically students, will go up from $13 to $17. After two years' experience, summer aides will earn $18 per hour. The top of the scale for child care associates, who are 21 and older and licensed, will bump to $24 per hour. Part-time staff who work during the school year will be paid on the same scale. Funding for the raises will come out of the Ventures Special Revenue Fund, which had a balance of over $300,000 at the end of the last fiscal year. Ventures Director Annette Evans has spoken before the school board on several previous occasions over the year, urging the group to be proactive in supporting the program, which is housed in Baranoff Elementary School but operates independently of the district. Although the outcome of the vote was never in doubt, Evans wanted to make sure the board understood that raising wages for her part-time staff was a step toward finding a community solution for childcare. She said, We're not asking for more money. We're asking for adequate pay for these employees that work and the responsibilities that they hold when they take this position. The Juneau School District lost nearly $270,000 to a scammer posing as a vendor last year. According to city staff, they haven't taken the necessary steps to recoup the loss. But district leaders say those decisions are still in progress. KTOO's Katie Anastas has more. City Finance Director Jeff Rogers outlined the incident in a memo shared with the Assembly Finance Committee. He said someone claiming to be one of the district's vendors asked to change their banking information. The scammer used a spoof email address that varied slightly from the vendor's real address. 
At the Assembly Finance Committee meeting Wednesday night, Rogers said it's a well-known strategy. This particular scheme is very common. You can't listen to a webinar about fraud. You can't go to a financial conference. You can't, you can't, you can't step out your front door without hearing that this is really a very successful method for fraudsters to use, which is to call and say, I represent a vendor and I want you to change my banking instructions. The city recommends that staff contact vendors separately to verify requests like these. But school district staff didn't do that, Rogers wrote. The scammer stole more than $93,000 in October and more than $175,000 in November. The school district became aware of the theft in early December, but by then it was too late to recover the funds. Scammers used a similar method to steal more than $329,000 from the city in 2019. The city has a risk fund for these kinds of incidents and could cover much of the district's loss. But according to Rogers, the Juneau School District hasn't filed a claim with the CBJ risk manager or the city's third-party insurers. I know that there has been communication from the CBJ risk manager to the school district and there has not been communication back. But Juneau School District Superintendent Bridget Weiss says she has communicated with the city. She says she told CBJ in mid-February that the school board would discuss potential insurance claims in executive session at its March 7th meeting. She says the district received Rogers' memo shortly before the Finance Committee meeting began. I think that we have been in contact. Have we made all the final decisions related to this? We have not. And the board had has a planned executive session on Tuesday to have this very conversation. And that has, was scheduled uh, when Jeff Rogers submitted his memo to the assembly. Rogers says city leaders have asked the district to make the public aware of the incident since mid-December. But Weiss says the district was waiting for more information from the investigation, which is still ongoing. We very much uh, work hard as a district and a school board in being transparent. Um, and But there are no, we wanted to make sure we had all the information that we could have um, because then we can share more publicly if we know exactly what happened and what can be shared. Weiss says the attack was external and not from someone within the district. She says the district requires annual cybersecurity training and is reviewing its protocol. Wednesday's Assembly Finance Committee meeting also included a discussion of the school district's request for additional funding from the city. The committee moved the request to the full assembly for a final decision. In Juneau, I'm Katie Anastas. Half of the members of the Alaska Senate formally announced their support Wednesday of the new legislation intended to reinstate a pension for all state employees, and more are expected to back the idea. Long a priority of public employee unions, senators said they envision the new defined benefit retirement system, which resembles the one abolished by state legislators in 2006, as a way to address the fact that one in five state jobs is vacant. As reported in the Alaska Beacon, Senator Click Bishop, a Republican from Fairbanks, said, you bring this back and I do think our recruitment problems will start to lessen. It would be a mistake to think that Senate Bill 88 takes the state retirement system back in time to accomplish that goal, said Senator Kathy Giesel, the bill's primary sponsor. This is not your grandma's defined benefit plan. It's a whole new system, she said. Public employees would be required to pay more than they did under the old system, and that amount could rise if state retirement experts say it's needed. 
Unlike the old system, no health insurance is included, though there would be a small health savings account to cover the time between retirement and the minimum age for Medicare. Current state employees would be given an opportunity to switch from the state's current 401k-style retirement system to the new system, and all new employees would be required to use the new system. Police, firefighters, and other public safety employees would be able to retire at age 50 with 25 years of service, or at age 55 with 20 years of service, while teachers and other public employees would be allowed to retire at age 60 or with 30 years of service. Senator Bert Stedman of Sitka, co-chair of the Senate Finance Committee, has been skeptical of prior bills and sat in the back of the conference room as his colleagues introduced the new bill at a news conference on Wednesday. He said he remains concerned about the multi-billion dollar unfunded liability left behind by actuarial misestimates when the state's prior pension system was active. And now we have a clarification on a story that aired at this time Wednesday during Raven News regarding the Sitka Police Department's contract to provide dispatch services to Whittier and Girdwood. Sitka Police Lieutenant John Ashe is the brother of Whittier Police Chief Andre Ashe. This information was not disclosed at the assembly table during contract deliberations or in KCAW's initial reporting on the matter. KCAW spoke with Municipal Administrator John Leach, who said the disclosure wasn't necessary because there's no actual or implied conflict of interest, since neither Whittier's police chief Ashe or Sitka's Lieutenant Ashe will benefit financially from the contract. Sitka applied for the contract through a public request for proposals process and was chosen from several applicants. The revenue will go into Sitka's general fund and not directly into the police department's coffers. Taking a look at the community calendar. Greater Sitka Arts Council's Sitka Community Theater seeks volunteers to paint and build props and backdrops at 5 p.m. today at the Yaw Arts Center. No experience needed. Attendees should wear work gloves and painting clothes. Those with questions can call Shannon at 738-0602. Sitka's Decolonization Dialogue Group gathers for dinner and discussion to build transformational relationships across our diverse community at 6 p.m. today. All are welcome. Email sitkadecolonization at gmail.com for more information. A free two-hour workshop on scrappy cooking is offered at 5.30 p.m. on Tuesday, March 7th at the Sitka Lutheran Church Kitchen. How to make vegetable stock, bone and fish broth, and pectin is taught. A discussion on what happens to food waste in Sitka, how to start composting, and tips and tricks for reducing food waste are also covered. To complete the required registration, email jdshaw2 at alaska.edu or call 747-9440. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News.